Trying to shoot. Bring out the Bones. Bones right by his man. Bones in the lane! And he rolls it up and in. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Hoops and Cards, everybody. It is great to be with you here on this Thursday, Thursday. I'm Gary, your host, testing out my podcast host voice. How do you like it? I like it. I like it. They said, I don't know what you're doing. All I know is you're a collector, you're a basketball fan, you're into the NBA cards, or somebody else is like hijacked your phone and making you listen to this podcast. Whatever reason, I am glad you're here. Josh. Mason, Max, all you guys listening out there, I, I just want to say shout out to wherever you are at in the world. Hoops and Cards has been a basketball card mostly podcast with people listening all over the world for a year and a half and uh, at least a year and a half. Some of you guys have just jumped in, maybe because it's a new basketball season, the NBA already, hey, it's not new anymore. We're 20 games in, baby. It's 25% over. But uh, it's still, still, you know, still early. It's still before Christmas or the holidays or whatever it is you celebrate. But I am so glad to be with you. I want to give a shout out to some of our new listeners. Will from Oregon, he says, thank you so much. I'm a huge Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard fan. Love your Lillard. Am I going to enunciate the D? Lillard fan. Love your podcast. Go Blazers. Ha ha. Hey, Will. Dude, uh, you said get me in the Discord and we delivered. Will, could you, you, the rest of you listeners, you could be like Will one day. You could jump in on our Discord and interact with people who buy and sell basketball cards who are asking some of the same questions. Uh, what players should I collect? What cards should I look at? Um, what are some of the best ways to buy or take care of or sell cards? So Will jumped in to the Discord. You can too. Just send me a message at uh, my Instagram is at hoops and cards, the word and, not the little ampersand or the plus sign. We're not gonna we're not gonna reduce this thing to one little symbol. It's the three letter word A N D hoops A N D hoops and cards. Yeah, baby, I had way too much coffee, and you're just gonna have to like it. Blaze is another one of our new listeners. Blaze gave me a shout out like November first. Here I am, December first. It's the one month anniversary of Blaze emailing me and saying, "Hi, my name is Blaze." I already spoiler alerted that one. And I have recently found an interest in basketball card trading. Ooh, I'm hooked. I started listening to a few podcasts and found you last week. Hoops and Cards is easily my favorite to listen to. You obviously are passionate, and I'm excited to take this journey with your advice. Cool. Thanks, Blaze. He says, I live in Bl- Brisbane. I live in Brisbane. I live in Brisbane, Australia. I know you were going to give free cards out for new listeners, but I just want to say that I'm loving the content and appreciate your work. The card is not necessary. I just wanted to share the love. Blaze, thank you um, for sharing the love. We're grateful that you're listening all the way over there in Brisbane. In fact, uh, I believe one of my favorite musicians, Reliant K, mentions Brisbane in a song, and uh, so I've always felt a, a connection there. But uh, thanks for the shout-out. Glad you are back into it or interested in basketball card trading and collecting. Uh, we got another message from Joshua. Joshua says, I love your content. I'm, I, I got to be honest, I'm not paying these people to say these nice things, but it does feel good. He says, I recently rediscovered basketball card collecting after putting it on the shelf for 25 years. So not Elf on the shelf. It's like Magic Johnson on the shelf or Lonnie Shelton on the shelf. Do you guys know who Lonnie Shelton is? Okay, my Northeast Ohio dudes do. Anyway, he says, your show provides digestible and useful information. My card collection is primarily from the 90s. Yeah, you, me. Darius Rucker, Better Than Ezra, and Blink-182. That's me adding in the 90s, baby. 
I haven't worked through all your content yet, so sorry if you have recorded content on these topics. But if you are ever looking for ideas for some content, I would love to hear your thoughts on... And uh, Joshua rattles off six things he'd like to hear thoughts on. Wow, Josh, from Boston, Massachusetts. First of all, props to you being from Boston. Man, Jason Tatum went nuts. 49 points, are you kidding me? Man, I wish I had recommended him. Oh, wait. He was my number one buy this week on the list of the rankings. I moved Jason Tatum to number one because he's a winner and he's been to the finals. And I think he's going back one day, not this year because that's Giannis. But, uh, you know, the Celtics look awesome. And Josh from Boston, we're glad you are listening. And a third listener, Cliff. What's up, Cliff? He says, hey, Gary, I recently found your podcast on Spotify. Hey, speaking about our podcast, guys, uh, thank you. Several of you let me know that for some reason on our last two recordings, there was this this long extended, uh, basically silence. <laughs> this this uh, it was funny. It it would have been better if I had like known that was coming and said, all right, let's take a moment to reflect, shall we? And then just let those thirteen minutes pass by as you guys are like, dude, this podcast this this podcast is trash. <laughs> How about we just sit here and think about cards? Hmm. No, some of you let me know there was this long extended period of silence, and I, I'm like, I, I'm like, what the heck? I didn't have that planned. I didn't, you know, that wasn't in the thing I uploaded to Anchor or to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google, whatever you call your Google Podcast platform. I don't really care. You know, I, I don't know. I, I did delete the previous file and re-uploaded it. And some of you have had success re-downloading the file that you got, and it's it's clean. But I'm sorry about that, and thanks for you guys letting me know. Um, we are, we are not committed to a podcast of silence. I just there's just too much to talk about these days. And Cliff agrees. He says I've listened to a few episodes. I really dig it. Um, for those of you that don't know, it means he he is enjoying listening and partaking of the content. He says in 2020, I actually got my hands on my childhood collection at my parents' house and got back into basketball cards again. Similar to you, my primary fandom. Man, dude, I love when someone says fandom. That is uh, that is next level. Diction. If you ever, if you if you ever had good word choice there, Cliff. Thank you. Primary fandom was always around basketball. As I started organizing my collection, I decided to create an Instagram account to highlight some of my favorites. I'd love for you to take a look and let me know what you think, Cliff. I'm getting around to it. Like I love that you shared that. I have not looked. I just want to be open and honest with you. I have not looked at it yet, but I will. Uh, he says, "Would love to connect sometime." It's a hobby. I realized I missed a lot, and it's been so cool to get back into it. I have some cards that seem like good investments. But a big part of me just likes to do it for the collection. Hey, Cliff, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving too. And cheers. I think it's funny that I, I in an email right after Josh from Boston, I get an email that ends with cheers, Cliff. Dude, it is it is all the 80s show with Ted Danson and Shelley Long. If you know where I'm going with that, I'm done going there. The point of this all is thank you for listening, you guys. Thanks for giving me a shout out where you're at. Guys, where are you listening from? If Chris Stapleton sings, what are you listening to? Gary at Hoops and Cards sings, where are you listening from? I'd love to know. In fact, I will send you free cards. Uh, so any of you that are brand new listeners or recently started listening, or you're like, long time listener, first time caller, you know, that's that's a big Clevelander inside joke, just like mustard brats. Man, I love brats. Oh, crap, I can't start talking about food now. I, I'm going to have to leave. Um, so seriously, people, Send me a message saying, hey, my name is Luigi. I'm listening from, you know, the, the, the this cafe in downtown Rome. 
I don't know if it's Rome or Milan. All I know is I'm glad you're listening to this and not the World Cup, right? Because we got to focus on basketball. Um, this is a basketball podcast. If you came here looking for World Cup commentary, what can I tell you? Captain America got us to the to the uh, what's it called? Like the the death round, the elimination round, the the uh, elimination. Maybe it's maybe it's the de- detoxification. I don't know what it is. Uh, all I know is send me a message at hoops and cards on your Instagram. Let me know where you're listening from and say, give me my cards and I'll send you some cards. In fact, I found uh, some prizes that I had intended to send to our Hoops Plus members, but some of them, you know, just never responded. So I've got these extra prize cards. Somebody named LaMelo Ball. I got a LaMelo Ball. I got an Anthony Edwards. What am I supposed to do with these things? I don't know. Darius Garland. Like, who cares? Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, man, it's that year when everybody started naming their kids Tyrese, you know? Um, the future NBA layers of Tyrese's. So, all-star game preset. Uh, let me know where you're listening from, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram, or email me, gary at hoopsandcards.com. Today, I want to get to... It's funny, like that was like the 10-minute introduction to my show. Today on Hoops and Cards, we want to give you everything you need in 20 minutes or less. Everything you need to get started, everything you desperately need to know like the essentials this is going to be one of those where you're like dude that was epic you went over all the things for my it's sort of how i felt like when i was watching behind the card that documentary movie that just came out shout out chris fitzgerald and steve aoki jeff wilson joe davis all of you rob goes all you people that were involved with that because i think it does give a specific overview of the last few years in the hobby the way things have exploded and some of the challenges and Differences of opinion and opportunities and realities of sports card collecting, let alone basketball card collecting. So unlike my good friend Cage, I like the movie. I like what it puts out there. I downloaded it on Apple and watched it with my... Well, actually, my family hasn't watched it yet. What is it? What is with them? I got to get them... I got I to gotta lead my family. Anyway, here's the deal, guys. Uh, the rest of this episode, after the break here, we're going to go through everything you need to know. I'm not going to tell you everything about everything. I'm just going to hit on the majors, right? We're going to major on the majors. Basketball Cards 101, that is our series where we deal with issues that help you with the basics. So like how to buy cards, where to buy cards, how to take care of your cards, what online platforms are there for cards, what is grading and how do I do it? How do I sell cards? You know what I'm saying? Like basketball cards, what players are historically the best, what types of players, what types of the year Times of the year should I buy? Blah, blah, blah. What's an investor? What's a collector? In fact, I like that uh, several of these people that wrote in, Josh, Cliff, Will, Blaze. I wonder if it's Blase. Maybe his name is Blase. It's probably Blaze. Anyway, I'm not going to be Blase about Blaze (laughs) or Titanic. But dude, here's the thing. Uh, A lot of you are like, I like to collect because it's fun and I like basketball and I got back into it. I also want to make some money on a little something, a little side hustle, a little make some profit, a little... You know, explain to my wife why I'm spending this money or explain to my husband why I spent this money. Uh, it's because I can make more. And uh, PSA graded my cards or I was able to flip this card and make some money. And yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk about all those things. Collecting, your motivation, why you do it, what's fun about it. A little bit about my story. And I'm going to try to do that in the second half of this episode. So I must be crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy. I'm doing a podcast. I've been doing a podcast for a year and a half. Nobody else is doing a regular basketball card podcast twice a week. They must be like, look at that dude, Gary. Won't even tell us his last name. He's crazy. All he does is talk about Darius Garland and expects us to listen. Well, here you are listening. 
I love you. I love the NBA. I don't love Amir Coffey. Um, but I do wish he would get to play more. Let me, let me just say that. And, and Jalen Noel, that guy, he's one of those dudes, you know, like Cameron Payne. Some of those Emmanuel Quickly types out there. Trey Murphy the third. They are young players that they're getting more playing time and they're scoring more points and the team's relying on them and they're heading toward the playoffs. And I just like to, to make my voice do different inflections because I can hear it in my in my own ears. I got this little little headset rocking. But no, uh, my son and I put together a, a group of 15 cards that I'm sending to PSA to get graded. Some of those are names you would expect, right? Gary is sending in, yeah, a couple of superstar players. I got my Anthony Davis rookie going in, right? I got a maxi trade. I've got a maxi autograph going in. I got a Bones Highland Optic Dominators card. Dominators, Bones Highland. If there's nothing more intimidating than than the coach sending you into the game and you and you got to go guard Bones, you're like, what? Is he a pirate? Is he is he like a a monster? What is Bones Highland? Well, like, dude, dude, he is just a scoring machine. He's like if Shea Gilgis Alexander had a brother on the Nuggets and his name was Bones Highland, that's what this is like. Uh, only a younger version and not as talented, but don't tell, don't tell Nashon that I said this. Guys, I have got to get to it because somehow, some way, we're going to get through all the things you need to know as a collector and investor, and this will be that episode where you're like, dude, once you get past the, past the first half where he's all hyper and you know, quoting Titanic lines and such, and you get to that, and there, there's like the meat of the episode. There's like the, there's the chunks of rib between the bones on the baby back, baby back, baby back. Oh, it's break time. Let's go. Yeah, this is going to be one of those episodes. I don't, I don't mean to like build your expectations up high, but we've done a lot of basketball card 101 feature episodes where we talk about a certain topic, an aspect of basketball cards that you need to. I mean, if you want to be in this for more than five minutes, there's things you need to learn: cards, basketball players, ways to buy and sell. Here, here's the topics you might find frequently in the Basketball Card 101. If you surf back or look back at all of our past episodes on Hoops and Cards, you might find my story as a collector investor. That's me, Gary. I'm in Northeast Ohio. My story. What about why you get into cards, investing or collecting or some measure of both, which is really where we all live anyway, and then where to get your cards buying cards and how to go about doing that, selling cards if you feel like it, and tips and places and ideas for selling cards and how it's important to approach that. Taking care of your cards, card care, card care, grading your cards, getting them sealed, graded, uh, slabbed up, you know, whatever you call that stuff. What about online buying and selling and eBay places and vaults to store your cards and Card shows, what to do at a card show, what not to do, what not to do at a card show or a shop, and the past, present, and future of the sports card, basketball card hobby, <clears throat> basketball cards. So all those things are topics on various episodes right here, right now. We're going to go through all of those things. You ready? You ready? Let's do this. Let's do this. Not even going to mention Ohio State's loss to Michigan because it's too painful for me. Let's just talk about the basketball card 101 stuff, all right? Uh, 
my story. I was a basketball and baseball card collector, a little bit of football when I was 10, 12, 14 years old. Got away from it like a lot of us did in high school and college and then getting a job and all those things. And then and then later on in life, for me, we're talking like 2013 and 14, I re-encountered the world of sports fandom and the world of sports card collecting and investing. Thank you, Newhart Cards in Delaware, Ohio. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Panini and everybody else for making that like well excited to come back to. And LeBron James, all, all the new things about cards were fascinating to me. There's autographs on cards. There's patches of jerseys on cards. There's cards that are thick. There's cards that are thin. There's cards that are shiny. There's cards that are in college uniforms. Oh my, like it was just a lot of new things. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Got into it for about a minute then. Then I had kids. Well, my kids grew up. I already had kids at the time. They got older. Some of them were interested in cards. The others, not so much. But I thought, you know what? Um, My story is that just before the pandemic started, I started to buy LeBron James cards. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to have a hobby, it might as well be something sports related. And it might as well be maybe profitable. You know, I don't want to lose money and just spend a lot of money. um, Because I didn't have a lot of money, really. Like extra excess spending money. Whatever that is, you know, we're, we're... we're raising three kids here on a limited budget, and so I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't spend my family's savings or vacation money or retirement savings, or, you know, instead of buying my kids, um, you know, shoes for school, I, I started buying like Don Russ. No, I can't do that. So <clears throat> my story is, I'm like, I'm gonna start buying just some cheap LeBron James cards. So I started buying cards on eBay in December of 2019, and then two things happened. Number one, the card values were going up like crazy. So I'd buy a $1 card, a LeBron James base card number 129 Prism. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'd buy it for a dollar or $2 on eBay back in December of 2019. And then two months later, these things were selling for $20, $25, $30. Then the pandemic hit and boom, card values went up. Why? Because sports fans couldn't go to games. They couldn't bet on games. There was no fantasy basketball. They weren't like watching games. All we were doing basically is just sitting around and then people realized, hey man, there's these things called cards and hey man, they're, they're like worth something and investable and they've been going up. And, uh, then you had other things like the documentary, the last dance doubles. So I got into it. And then a year later, after listening to a bunch of other podcasts about it, like, thank you sports cards, investors. Thank you. Slab stocks with Sam dunks. Thank you. Lucas tigers and bronze. Thank you. Uh, pack to the future. Thank you. Card talk. Like there were other podcasts, but I just kept like, man, I'd love to do this. I, I was a public speaker in, in my real, like my actual job. So I'm like, this would be fun to do a podcast. So finally, thanks to Caleb and Matt and Anchor.com. Here's my little plug for Anchor. Free, easy to record. I started a podcast, right? And uh, the rest is history. A year and a half building this audience, loving it, getting as a collector, leveling up from $1 and $2 buys on eBay to now like I have several hundred cards that I really love of players that I collect. This will segue into the second topic from my story. You know, we're going to talk now about your story. What do you like to do? Why are you listening to my podcast? Why are you thinking about basketball cards? I assume you're an NBA fan. You like pro basketball. If not, I don't know why you're listening to me except the soothing tones of my narrative. Like, I, like seriously, this is a place where NBA fans can buy cards of players they love. Whether it's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Darius Garland, Desmond Bain, Keldon Johnson, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, I don't care, Mikey Williams. Like, you can buy all kinds of players. But I think underneath it all is a love for basketball. Uh, it's fun to collect. Some of these cards are just awesome looking. 
But you go in and you got to know your motivation. Like, I, I do want to collect, but I don't want like just a, a house full of little cardboard squares. I, I want something that's going to be of value to me. So that's the collector, players that I like. So I personally collect Cleveland Cavaliers. I have pl- cards of players. Maybe they're not worth a lot of money, but to me, they're worth something. Mark Price autographed a, a card of mine when I saw him at church. Like, awesome. Uh, LeBron James, I still collect a lot of his cards. Darius Garland, because I'm a hometown fan. Tyrese Maxey, because he's fun to watch, and I think he's got just enormous potential. So I'm, I'm actually PC, personal, collecting him. And Chris Middleton, because he's just my dude. But investing, that's the other thing. Buying cards that we think can go up in value. And if you're an investor, if you, if you, even if you're collecting things, you want to be of value. There are more ways to track the value of cards now than ever. So new resources came out in the last three years. Sports Card Investor with the Market Movers app. Card Ladder, Card Ladder Pro, PSA, and their, and their vault. eBay. A lot of episodes we've done have talked about eBay and using sold items, searches for sold items to find the comps. It's a word you gotta know, 101ers. Comps, the comparison, what what other sales recently happened for that card that you're looking to buy. It gives you the range. Don't let anybody say that card is worth $12.53 because Slab Stock's bill from Duluth, Minnesota paid that for it. Yes, like, no, seriously, a card's value is not one number spot, like one specific. It's a range. It's a range that people have been buying or selling that card for over the last 24 hours to a week. Okay, so knowing how to search eBay, going in and search and filter and sort for the card that you're interested in. And that's why Market Movers Pro, all that to say there's more investor tools, all right? Investor or collector, the reality is you're going to be a little bit of both, but you got to decide, hey, um, how much do I really want to collect this stuff? Like I recently just pruned, I got rid of a bunch of cards that, that to me, they had become just a bunch of cards. I don't really need to collect lots and lots of cards. I just want to focus on players I enjoy, LeBron James, LeBron James, you know, um, and, and just key moments. So Cavaliers moments and cards that I think look cool. Collecting to me is, is very limited because I, I don't have a lot of money to spend. Remember me saying that? I'm on a budget, right? So investing is key. It is. It's like Aaron McKee from the Philadelphia 76ers who got me four and a half assists and four and a half rebounds a game on my fantasy team. Investing is important. Knowing what a card could be worth in the future as a player gets better or as a card gets more scarce or as it gets graded and proved that it's perfect gem mint condition, right? Investors start to think, what is this card going to be like in a month, two or three months during the All-Star game, the playoffs, or like long-term where are the chances for that card to go up? And, and you can learn a lot by listening to podcasts like this and stories from others. By the way, don't do any of this on your own, right? You might feel connected, and I'm, I hope you do by listening to this podcast on a regular basis. Awesome. Don't do this on your own, investor or collector, right? Keep getting good resources. Don't listen to just Gary's voice or the people in the Discord or, well, hey, Laszlo said, like, great, Laszlo's got some good ideas. I'm just saying, like, listen and learn investing and collecting. There's a lot of resources out for you. Where to get your cards? I mean, you used to be able to get them at Walmart and Target, and now, of course, you can again. Barnes and Noble, you know, different stores like even Dick's Sporting Goods or Kohl's or some of these other places like Lids um, or the stadiums. They, they're gonna have they're gonna have cards you can get now because Fanatics is getting all the licenses to produce. But but guys, I like getting cards at card shows and shops because I can see the card in person and I can negotiate a deal. 
I like getting cards on eBay because there's more selection. Okay, so in person, at a show or a shop, a local card show is a place where there's this one big event like Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 at one location in the Hartville Marketplace. And they have vendors and dealers come. And you might have 50 to 75 tables where there's different owners selling you their cards, letting you look at their cards, letting you go through. Maybe they've got a display case with a glass cover and these cards are only worth $100 or more. Then they've got boxes of cards that are like $0.05 box, $0.10 box, $0.10 or 11 for a dollar. Ooh, like bundle me, you know, like they've got all kinds of ways, but where to get your cards. I like buying them in person because I can see the condition of the card and I can negotiate with the deal. I like buying them online because there's more selection and I can still do all that negotiating stuff. So buying, buying your cash is king. We've done several episodes just on buying, how to buy. And I would say, do your research, know what it's selling for, know why you're buying the card, right? Don't just buy it because, well, Frankie said to buy Zion rookies because Zion rookies are the hottest card. Like Frankie, dude, stop telling people to buy Zion rookies because there's way too many of them in print. And that isn't specific enough to say which Zion rookie, you know? So you people that are just listening to what one guy says or what one dealer or one podcaster or one home slice told you to do or what they did that worked six months ago, guess what? It's not going to work now. We're living, we're living in the wild, man. We're living in the wild. We're like out there with Sawyer and Josh Holloway. I'm in the wild dog, you know, like we, we gotta, we gotta learn and sharpen our tools as far as buyers and make low offers and don't apologize for it. You've got the cash, negotiate online, send offers on eBay. I love on eBay, by the way, the best buying tool I think is the eBay watch list because then I can just think, well, I'm not making you an offer, but I'm watching and sellers can send you offers and then you can negotiate. Or maybe it just sits there for a while and reminds you, hey, I like that card. But buying, I would say, um, you have all the power, you have all the leverage, and be patient. Be patient as all get out, right? There's no rush to own cards. If you really need to own a piece of cardboard, like go to the local Staples or Office Max and have them print you out a copy on a on a piece of like mate paper. Hey, can you print me up a copy of this picture that I found online of a, you know, Giannis Prism rookie? Like, if you if you desperately have to own something, please don't spend hundreds of your hard-earned dollars on it. Buyers need to be patient. Buyers need to negotiate and have the power. Buyers, it is a buyer's market right now, but the prices are going to go even lower in the next six weeks. I'm just telling you. I'm seeing cards that I bought for two weeks and I was doing the happy dance. Now I'm like... Man, I'd be doing a happier dance if I had waited till right now. You know what I'm saying? So buyers, take your time. Be patient. We use the 4G's investing strategy. I'll go through that real quick. That of players, there are guesses, goods, greats, and goats. Guesses, goods, greats, and goats. Say it with me, the 4G's. Guesses, goods, greats, goats. Guesses are like the prospect, the guy that, hey, maybe one day that player, Malachi Flynn, is going to be great. I'm going to guess and buy a card of his for a dollar or an autograph card for $10 or a PSA 10 Silver Prism for $86. Like whatever it is, he's a guess. Good players are a step up. They're starting. Scotty Barnes, hello. I mean, I thought he was a good player. Scotty, hello? You there, Scotty? Oh, you're sitting on the bench a lot? Oh, you have six other guys on your team who can score? Oh, you're upset at me now for dogging you every stinking week? Sorry, Scotty. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I think Evan Mobley should have won Rookie of the Year, and I'm still not over it. But my point is, guesses, goods, greats. Those are players that are all-stars already, or their names are like one name. Shea, Gilgis, Alex, that's a long name. SGA, like they've got that. Ja Morant, they're, they're making a name for themselves. And then the goats, eh, those are the uh, Giannis, 
LeBronis, Jordanis, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, like those big name legend players that I think it's good to have a balance. Guesses, good greats and goats. I think it's good to know why you're buying. Like if you, if all you do is buy guesses and you wonder why are my cards going up? Well, it's because you're, you're buying a bunch of lottery tickets and there's not a lot of uh, long-term safety or upside in those. Whereas if you buy a guy who's on his way to the hall of fame or you buy a guy who's on his way to MVP or you buy Jason Tatum, like I just said, but remember, don't overpay, no rush. Come on, people. Buyers have the power. Then we've done episodes just on selling. Hey, look, um, you don't have to sell either. Just because buyers have the power, don't don't be all like, well, I guess as a seller, I just have to surrender to what Frankie said. Like, Frankie did it his way, you do it your way. All right, John Bond, like just just sell at the price you want at the time that you want. But there are certain times of the year when selling is going to be better, when more attention is on the NBA and there's back to the season and new releases coming out and the All-Star game and the playoffs and the finals and big news when a guy gets traded. Like there are key moments in a player's life and in the NBA season that are good times to sell. And then there are other times when I would say, dude, why are you selling that? Don't sell in July. Come on, man. Like don't wait till Desmond Bain gets injured and then sell after two weeks. You people that are selling Tyrese Maxey autographs for like 50% what you were three weeks ago. Like why? Why? Seriously, why? He's a kid. He's coming back in two weeks. Like that card is going to bounce back. Uh, sellers, you have the power. All right. Uh, you can sell in person. A lot of people are making great money setting up at a shop, uh, sorry, at a show, and you're paying 40 bucks for a table for a, a full day. It's like having that whole marketplace right there for you. Go for it. Selling, learn to sell on eBay and learn how to take good pictures and good lighting and list them with all the keywords you need, right? And don't list it as an auction unless you want to start the auction at the lowest amount you'll take. So look, if you're going to start an auction right now and you got this $100 card, I'll start it at 99 cents because all good auctions start at 95, 99 cents. Somebody stupid told us that, right? And then the $100 card sells a week later for $14.99 and you're like, what? eBay stinks. No, no, you made a bad move. If you didn't want to sell it for less than $60, then start the auction at $59.99. You set the tone as a seller. You get to pick all the, all the other, like I would just say, learn to become an eBay ninja. Like learn the things you need to learn to be a good seller, good lighting, clarity, clean up your cards, right? In fact, selling starts with buying. If you're an investor, you're going to be sourcing. You're going to say, I'm not buying any card unless I have a plan to resell it. Unless I have a, a margin for what the difference between what I'm paying for it and what I'm willing to sell, for, sell it for. Does that make sense? Buying and selling, taking care of your cards. Guys, it used to be you just buy a book and put a bunch of plastic sleeves in and slide your cards nine, nine on a page and then nine on the other side. Now it's like, no, each card needs a plastic top loader. Each card needs a penny sleeve, right? There, there are certain things, each card that you like, I mean, it needs to be kept out of direct light. So not under sunlight, not stored in a, you know, a room with a heat lamp, like put it, put it away, put them in boxes that protect their, their, their color, their shape, their tone, take good care of your cards. As soon as you open them out of out of packs, which by the way, I almost never do. I almost never buy boxes and packs anymore. Why? Because I almost never make up the amount of money. Why? Because the people who put those cards in boxes and packs, they want to make the money, right? They they don't want you and me coming home from Walmart saying, guess what? I got another, you know, I don't even know who I'd say. Cade Cunningham Auto. Like if 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 they wanted you to make all the money, they'd put a Cade Cunningham autograph in each single box, but they're not doing that. 
They're putting one in like every 10,000 boxes or something. And they just raised the prices. I was talking earlier about like how the price of a blaster box, that's just a little square box of cards you can get at Walmart or Target. It used to be $19.99 for a box of Prism Basketball. Now it's like 35 bucks. They raised it $15. They raised a $20 product, $15. Did they add anything awesome into the product? No. I mean, maybe because there's new rookies like Bones Island. Bones Highland. Arr. So, where was I going with this? Taking good care of your cards. As soon as you open them, if you do that, put them in a penny sleeve, put them in a top loader, put them in a box, right? Or send them off to PSA or SGC or Beckett to get graded like right away because you want to preserve that card in its best possible condition. Take good care of your cards. Boxes, penny sleeves, top loaders, display boxes. Guys, you can find those white um, cardboard boxes that you can store 50 cards, 100, 200, 300, 500, like 1,000. There's all sorts of ways to store your cards. I would say just look at how other people are doing it um, and and then decide what you want to do. But each card that you hope is going to be worth something does need its individual penny sleeve and then put it in a top loader. Got it? All right. Now that we've got that set, grading cards, what is that? That is sending it to a professional company that says, here's the condition your card is in. We will put, we'll mount it in a little case, a little sleeve, a little slab, a little um, whatever it is. I'm in grading right now at PSA. And uh, they they basically preserve it, protect it, they approve it, and they rate it. And it's, and it's awesome what they can do to a card's value that, I'll say this, they're going to look real carefully before you send your cards in to get graded. Make sure you wipe off any fingerprints. Make sure you like hold the card, the naked card. So take it out of the top loader and the penny sleeve just for a moment so you can tilt it back and forth in the light and see the glare and see if there's any little dots or smudges or dimples. Oh, the dimples. Any print lines? Brett, thanks for showing me how to do that with your Amazon, you know, robo light thing and the magnifying glass. Like, dude, yes, if you're going to get your cards graded, it may be worth it if they 10 or if they 9 because their card value is going to go up because a lot of people want to buy cards online or in person where the value is established, the condition is secure. It is graded, a third-party organization that didn't print the card, that isn't making money off this resale. They said, yes, sir, that card is gem mint, or it's mint, or it's VG, very good, which isn't vegetable. It's very good. Uh, So grading cards, that's a good thing, and there's a lot better deals out there now, like the $15 or $18 that PSA is really the gold standard for grading. It really is. So PSACard.com, there's many other places that will do that for you. Um, and then there's online vaults. That's another topic we should do a full episode on. eBay has vaults now. PSA has vaults. PWCC, ComC. The, the, the benefit of a vault, it's a place like somewhere out there that has a secure bank vault, a secure facility where they're storing your cards and it's in their database. There's photos of your card that you can look at. And sometimes they, they, they charge a storage fee, but you can also buy and sell that card without having to ship it anywhere. You can sell it to somebody else who buys and sells in that vault, if you know what I'm saying. You can save costs on shipping, preserving all those weird things, those fringe costs that Andrew at Lucas Tigers and Bronze talks about so much. Like, there's a lot of fringe buying and selling costs that if you go vault to vault, if you if you buy and sell cards that you don't have to ship and you don't have to list and all those things, you don't have to pay sales tax for, like, lots of good deals there. So online vaults are a thing worth looking into. And then past, present, and future. 
do your online research when it comes to NBA or new card releases. Like, hey, NBA Hoops is coming out soon, and they're going to have the first first Ballo Banchero. You're going to be all pumped up because January we'll hear about the draft picks and the NBA Hoops, and I'm going to be here going, yeah, okay, but do your research, you guys. Like, those cards aren't worth much. There might be a lot of um, uh, hype, a lot of excitement, a lot of ballyhoo, a lot of hullabaloo, a lot of, like, people overpaying because they're like, I got the first... Keegan Murray, blue laser, you know, and then a month later, that card's not worth two bucks. I'm telling you, be patient. I'm telling you, think about the past, present, and future. When it comes to basketball and you're thinking about the past, think tops cards that were made before 1986. So you're talking Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, some of the best players to ever play the game. Their cards are vintage and worth looking at. Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, same guy. Moses Malone, right? Lots of goats and terrific players. Bill Walton. But then you've got 1986, and you've got Fleer basketball cards. And a few years later, you've got Skybox and NBA Hoops and Upper Deck. And you've got guys like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen. Scroll forward to, uh, what's his cheese? Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And amazing players in the 90s like Sean Kemp. And um, I almost said Mitch Richmond. Do you guys know Mitch Richmond? Okay, me neither. Let's move on. Shaquille O'Neal. Then the 2000s, man. 2003 hit LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, right? A lot of fantastic players. And then you get into more of Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. You get into 2011, 12, 13. That 2012 class is iconic. I'm giving you all the basketball cards you ever need to know, people. 2012 has... Uh, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and a thousand, uh, it just seems like Clay Thompson, a lot of great players in that class in that year, the first prism set of 2012. Then 2013, you've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. 2014, you've got the big fella, Joel Embiid. 2015 is Nikola Jokic, the Yokemeister. And then 2016, we see the beginnings of Optic, Donruss Optic, Donruss Optic, and Donruss basketball cards with Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram and Pascal Siakam, who I talk about way too much. And then 2017 brings us Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Jarrett Allen, that nobody cares about, but I'm saying his name anyway because he's a Cavalier and I don't care what you think. Collectors, baby. 2018 comes around. You got Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and the best player from that class, um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Is that who I'm going to say? I'm going to say Anthony Simons. Am I going to say Jaron Jackson Jr.? I don't know. The future? Who do you think is going to be the best player of that class? It looks like it's going to be Luka Doncic, but people, what if Luka tears his ACL next week because the Dallas Mavericks are making him play eight positions and all they've got is like, well, we got Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm like, why are you talking in that voice when you should be running a playoff team? Like, I had somebody say, man, that, that game between Golden State and Dallas last night was the game of the season so far. I'm like, so two 500 basketball teams went into overtime and I'm supposed to care in November? I don't think it was a game of the season. Certainly don't. When you have uh, Jason Tatum and the Celtics going to overtime with the Cavaliers twice, and uh, they've got Donovan Mitchell, and these are two of the top three teams in the East. And why am I why am I supposed to care about Luca and Steph? Well, because they're awesome too, and that's why it's fun to debate this stuff. Uh, twenty nineteen, the year of Zion when it released, the year of Ja <laughs> a couple years later. But will it be known as man? That was the year. Man, he was just sitting there right under our noses. All those Keldon Johnson rookies we didn't think would be worth anything. Boom, Keldon Johnson could could retire as a 12-time All-Star. And what are you going to do about it? Jordan Poole, 
Darius Garland, a lot of superstars in that in that class emerging right now. 2020, that next year, everybody thinks it's a LaMelo Ball year. It's Anthony Edwards. Well, what if it's not? Guys, what if it's the Desmond Bain year? What if it's Maxi? What if it's Poku? That's the fun thing about guesses. You could be looking at it going, I don't know. It was Halliburton all the time, and I was telling you guys. All right. All right, Nathaniel, you're so right. Tyrese Halliburton rocks. Move on to the next year. 21, Cade Cunningham. Rah, 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 rah. Nope. Bones Highland is the man. That's how I feel. So, guys, it is a lot to think about. The, the thing I would say, be yourself. Let me sum, sum it up all here. Don't be in a rush. You be you. Learn, right? That just, just realize if I'm going to get into this, I'm just going to gradually learn. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to listen. I'm going to take some risks, but I'm not risking with money that I can't afford to lose right? And I'm not buying cards that I don't want to keep. I buy cards and I think, you know what? If uh, if that card dips in value, would I still want to have it? Yep. So I find LeBron James net marvels and just, just buy them and put them on the shelf. You know, I'm fine. My 10 favorite players and Anthony Simon Silvers. And I'm like, you know what? Long-term I'm, I'm in, you know, I like these cards. I like these players. You do you. Write your own story as an investor slash collector. You get cards where you can. And uh, learn how to do it online too. What not? Facebook groups, our Discord. Like there's a lot of ways to do it. Buying and selling, you have the power. Okay. You're not running a charity trying to just give money and give stuff away. Like, and have fun and make friends. Well, you can lose a lot of money trying to make friends in this hobby. Like, you do have to uh, do what's best for you and not apologize for it. Take care of your cards. Get them graded if they're awesome. Like, be tough on yourself. Don't send in, man, I really hope this gets it to, only send it in if like you and three of your friends who tell you the truth say, that is, that has got a 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, if you don't know what I'm saying, just, just refresh. You can listen to me saying it again. That's, that's all I got. Past, present, and future. I think where we go from here is really up to you. What do you want to do? You might want to say, Gary, that was like five episodes in one. I'm like, yeah, I told you. I told you so. I told you this is going to be everything you need in one episode. And and I said, you know, I'm not going to mention Ben Simmons. I'll probably mention Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and I lived up to my word. So, guys, this has been a, a blast with you, Hoops and Cards. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a shout-out, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Like I said, send me a thing saying, hey, Gary, give me some cards. I just started listening. I'm in New Hampshire, Concord. You know, I've been listening as I drive to work over at the factory. Give me some cards. And I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll give you some cards. We are pleased to be a part of the Basketball Forever Network. Grateful for NoOffSeason.com, where Paul and all their great rankings and the premium content is available for you at a discount with the Hoops and Cards promo code there at NoOffSeason.com. And the Market Movers app, you heard this already earlier on in the show, right? Market Movers app, you can get for a dollar the first month, and that's a great resource as well. Take your time. Enjoy this. Be yourself. I'm Gary, and this has been another episode even if it feels like 15 episodes of Hoops and Cards. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?